1: Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This is The Next Generation with me, your host, McKenna Cassidy. For the next 30 minutes, I invite you to explore with me what young adults are up to in the Italian wine scene. Today, let's feast on our discussion of Italian wine, travel, food, and culture. Thank you for being here. Grab a glass with us. Cin-cin. Ciao, tutia. I am McKenna. I'm here with and Du. We're here talking about Avignese Winery. And it's such a treat to be with you, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for our conversation. We're gonna talk about Avellonezzi, the winery, and we'll talk about under 30s, like what's going on in wine and food culture, travel, different marketplaces. So would you just briefly introduce Avignonese winery to us and explain your role there? So yeah,
0: Avignonese is a winery, let's say it's regenerated itself in 2009, when our new owner, Virginie Savis, she bought the winery in 2009. So from that point onwards, she did a lot of, let say, radical changes for the winery. Mm-hmm. So she changed the winery entirely organic then biodynamic. So now we are organic and biodynamic certified for the entire operation. Mm-hmm. We are in Montepul in Tuscany. So it's a very beautiful area to be in. So we make, like we know Nobile, we have super Tuscans, but we also have like our very delicious Santo making yes. there. So yeah, my personally, my name is Xiao Wen. You can call me Xiao. It's yeah. simply in Italian, you know, ciao is such a magical <laughs> word. See, ciao is like high and it's also goodbye so i say okay just call my name xiao so like xiao xiao is like very easy to remember (laughs) so my job title i have is i'm the marketing manager
1: and the system one maker at winery oh that's wonderful Mm -hmm. and what was your journey like kind of getting to this role just your how did you get there
0: uh, okay, so I came to Italy in 2016. Okay. Uh, so firstly through a program called for Your Master. The first year is in France, and second year we had to choose another European country. Uh, I chose Italy. I chose Verona. That's how I came to Verona uh, in 2016. So after graduation in 2017, I started to work with Stevie at Vintely International. So I worked there for four years, almost four
1: years before moving on
0: to Avignonese. Oh, that's great. Were
1: you part of winemaking anywhere else before you started
0: Avignonese? Academically, I trained as a winemaker. So back in school, I mean, 2014, so I did a vintage, did a harvest. Okay. Uh, in Bordeaux and 2016 there is a harvest in California in Sonoma coast okay uh, so that's uh, kind of my wine making kind of experience oh that's wonderful do you have a favorite grape to vinify a uh, Best
1: relationship with any grapes?
0: At that moment, How to say Sangiovese. Yeah. Yes,
1: that's awesome. So we're sitting mm-hmm. before a beautiful bottle of Vino you know, Nobile di Montepulciano, which is, of course, 100% Sangiovese. This is the 2013 vintage, so you did not have a hand in making this because you, did no, you no. weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. it is obviously the flagship grape and one of the most important Italian red grapes. And what is the personality of Sangiovese from your perspective, like when you're working with it in the vineyard, in the cellar? How would you describe Sangiovese to someone who has never met Sangiovese?
0: Yeah, Santa I think is definitely a picky grape mm-hmm. in the vineyard. Like you need to take a lot of care to the vineyard. Mm-hmm. And just walking along the row of Sangiovese, you see the bigger bunches to smaller bunches, mm-hmm. it changes even within the row. So mm-hmm. there's just such a big diversity in terms of the grape variety. Okay. And so the like our viticulturalist Alessio Garini, he's doing a lot of work in the vineyard and he's observing so what's really happening in the vineyard. Okay. So yeah. It's a grape needs a lot of attention, a lot of care. It's definitely a kind of demanding grape, I have yes, to say. Yes, a little yeah. bit
1: sensitive. <laughs> okay. But it knows how great it
0: is, so it gets to act this
1: way. <laughs> we'll still work with it. Yeah,
0: so in the cellar, actually, it's very delicate grape. That's okay. why Avignonese, like since, like I said from 2016, is moving away from barrique kind of okay. uh, fermentation. So we use a big cask for our Sangiovese because the flavor of Sangiovese is so delicate uh-huh. so we don't want too much oak uh-huh. to cover up like the real beauty and delicate
1: aromas of Sangiovese. Okay so you'll use large 600 liter mm-hmm. casks instead of small 250s. Yeah yeah
0: we use uh, okay. like a
1: tonneau but sometimes mm-hmm.
0: it's mainly old tonneau so okay. we don't want to add too much oaky aroma to the wine. Sure and the majority vessel us, so we use this old traditional cask. Wow. And some
1: of your casks, obviously, are using to the point where they're fully neutral.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Mm -hmm. they've been used over and over. But it lets the fruit, like, flush out a little bit and wake up when it's in that. Like, so it still has an impact on the wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. (laughs) So I was reading so much about your winery. It's, like, really just cool to learn about. But the Pied de Couve Mm -hmm. could you explain that and... You do that with all the grapes that you vinify or yeah. only some? No, all the grapes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, like about one week or two weeks
0: before the harvest, uh-huh. like our winemakers or the vineyard team, they will bring in the new fruit and mm. just like a bunch of the new fruit and start to ferment. Uh, okay. by itself. So this stage is basically spontaneous fermentation mm-hmm. uh, with the yeast. So we will like observe very carefully under the microscope to see what's happening with oh. the yeast. Is it healthy? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is it enough to kick off and start and finish the fermentation? Okay. So there is uh, a lot of uh, observation under the microscope to make sure like we can have the most healthy sure. bunch of yeast uh, and it's different batches as well so okay. it's not just one that we inoculate all the tanks okay. so yeah based on the grapes that uh, we harvest white grapes for the white pied de and we harvest also for sangiovese side the pied de cou so many different batches mm. to make sure we have the fresh yeast so it's mm. a lot of observation as well in this stage to make sure like we have like the healthy yeast for the vintage okay
1: Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. What might prohibit a winery from doing pied-de-coup? Because not many other wineries openly advertise, like, here's how we start our fermentation. I don't feel like it's that unique but not many people are sharing that -hmm. they're doing that so is it because it requires so much surveillance and analysis Mm -hmm. that many people will just either they don't do the pied-de-coupe they just inoculate like regularly in Mm -hmm. the big tank with all the grapes like they're not using a test run so anyway like why might someone use pied-de-coupe versus not
0: so it's definitely a choice. The style of the winery, okay. some like bigger winery. Like Amnunesi we consider ourselves as medium to large wineries. Uh-huh. We one hundred and seventy hectares. Okay, great. so it's relatively large uh-huh. uh, in terms of the production. Okay. So in this scale, like to actually doing the piedicum is a lot of work for our. It enology. feels like <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a massive amount of work. Many different batches and like. Yeah! Wow, yes. <laughs> That's and awesome. so many observations with the numbers, and they need to calculate the different type of yeast inside of the microscope. Then they have right. the number, then to really understand what's going on with the yeast. Wow. Uh, so it's a lot of work, but. I like the explanation done by our viticulturalist, Alessio Garini. He explained to us. So basically, this way, by a lot of observation, we build a relationship with our products. I you, was
1: just thinking of that word, relationship. Yeah. Like yeah. you have a tighter connection. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of attention and you observe, then that connection you have with the products, then you can make the best you can, basically. Oh, it makes so much
1: sense now. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, fabulous. And so the Piericube is similar to a sourdough starter, as they say, but Mm -hmm. for someone who wants to understand more. And then talk to me about the different expressions of wine that Avignonese produces. The Vino Nobile is their flagship, of course, but Mm -hmm. then there's a 50-50 wine and multiple others. Would you describe briefly those? Uh,
0: Yeah, of course. Now we have this Nobile here. It's definitely our flagship wines. And this year also, in particular, we have this new launch of this 10-year-late release. Okay. we can say the vintage 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we harvested grapes in 2013. So the first batch of lunch we already done in the past in 2016. Mm-hmm. So this is 10-year late release. Yeah. So it's the same, like, one-to-one. This is the 10-year anniversary perfect. of one-to-one. Woo! So it's perfect. So it's a very special year for us. Celebrate with Abby <laughs> <Exactly>. The only <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of our, like, basically saying, Nobile can age, and mm-hmm. we want to share the aging potential with our customers. Mm. Like, this year, we only have 700 bottles for mm-hmm. this 2013 late release. So from next year on, we have 2014, 2015. So each year we will launch this 10 year later release. And the numbers will go up as well. So yeah, this is definitely our signature ones. Mm -hmm. And we want to let people know, like from Novile, even we call it Prunello Gentile. So there is a gentle side of our Sons of Mm -hmm. but there is also strong aging potential. Mm -hmm. So this is a one to enjoy, like when we have a milestone in life. We want to celebrate something, so we can we can use these ones. That's great. Yeah.
1: How would you describe the flavor here of this mm-hmm. versus a young, you know,
0: Uh There is more like tertiary flavors coming mm-hmm. out. It still has that like, typical kind of sour cherry kind of notes, but in this stage, it's more like a jammy kind of sour cherry, like mm-hmm. the amarena cherry sauce. So yeah, it's Yum. a bit more intense, and yeah, okay. there are other. Flavors as well, like cider notes with the aging potential It definitely more integrated with everything, mm. and uh, yeah, it has a good structure as well. So it still like has time to age. Like if you want to yes. age, there's still potential there. But it's perfect moment to enjoy. Like it has all these uh, nice tertiary flavors, at the se- same time it has like this freshness inside mm. of the wine. It's mm-hmm. very very interesting. A youthful heart in a mug. <laughs> That's
1: beautiful. And for those who can't see this gorgeous label before us, it's a black label with almost graffiti, like spray paint paint bursts on the background and a hand-drawn, like, glass of wine and "I heart, wrote next to the Vino Nobile. So it's, it's a very youthful, modern, and inviting. It kind of leads into my next question. I know, Shao, earlier where we were talking about, in order to move forward in life and in the wine industry, you have to understand a little bit of tradition so that you know mm-hmm. the direction you're going away from and something you're going to and sometimes traditions involved in where you're going to, But what do you think it might take for new friends of wine to fall in love with a wine as gorgeous as this? Not only is it inviting to look at, but as we think about the wine industry as a whole and the younger, the next generation, you know, where are we going based on the tradition that this wine embodies but how are new friends of wine going to encounter this? Like
0: this label actually really a good example of how we're inviting like younger generation to try our traditional nobile. Because from the label you can still see the very traditional label at the background then Uh like all this fancy decoration is very inviting it's for people to celebrate like very special moment in life Uh and also for young people I think this quite inviting as well. They have celebrations, they are fireworks, and they are very small details to show totally. this is a good moment to share with your friend. It's like bubbles mm-hmm. and pop, like like firecrackers. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a beautiful way for them to start. Actually, in our winery, we have another project, once with amphora. and this mm. is another very beautiful label, and uh, the name of the wine is Da That actually is Chinese, it means Mother Earth, because amphora is coming from the earth. One of the amphoras, we have two batches of amphoras. Mm -hmm. One is from a local producer, and the other one is actually we took the soil from our vineyard and make those amphoras, and to use that to command the age ones. Amazing! Okay,
1: wait, I'm bringing Terroir to the whole next level. Definitely uh, a very interesting project. For those who Mm -hmm. might be learning about wine and not familiar with Amphora, Amphora are very large ceramic holders for wine, many, many. How many liters? Like 300, 400? Yeah, like 300 liters. Yeah, Yeah. I think something around. So, very large, like Mm -hmm. bigger than a smaller barrel and not made of wood, made of like a concrete kind of form of terracotta made from the earth. So, Mm -hmm. that's what Xiao's speaking about here. Wow. When was that created, like, the first time that they made it from the soil? Uh,
0: first vintage was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, so a little <laughs> bit. We haven't tried the wines yet from that, have we? Uh, no, we, we already we are. are. Yeah, okay. yeah. the first vintage released in 2018. Oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so great. Most recently, we also released white one because we okay. had Daddy Rosso since 2018. But nice. But Daddy Bianco, the white one, started from 2021. So, oh. yeah, we have, like, this project basically are going back to the indigenous grapes of Tuscany. Right. Like, for example, inside of the white one, we have a grape called Opicchio. Oh. And mm-hmm. this grape is uh, basically our viticulturist has to go to the old abandoned vineyard to get <gasps> cuttings for this grape. Right. Yeah, then grafted on our, like, Rootstock are they established? Wow. Uh, yeah, so in Italy, I think oh. at the moment we only have six hectares of our PQ. Uh, have 50% of it. We have mm. three hectares of our PQ. So it's a grape with uh, quite a low yield with big seeds and very small berries. So it's not very productive. So that's why in the past, when the quantity is a focus, it's kind of abandoned in the past. Mm-hmm. But now it's back to actually new trend because this grape has the trait of it can maintain the acidity very well mm-hmm. when the grape reach like full maturity. Okay. So in the time of climate change, mm-hmm. that's a more valuable
1: trait at the moment. is that fascinating to adapt mm-hmm. to the present and the future? Mm-hmm. go back to the abandoned past and grab <laughs> the vine that's still giving life and still able to grow and plant it now. It perfectly suits our time, even though it was forgotten, mm-hmm. in a sense. How special. <laughs> it's like it was waiting for us to find it. Yeah, that's, that's great. True. Yeah,
0: you know, the core value of Amunese is to be a good ancestor. Because our owner has the vision of passing down like the vineyard and the winery to her son and the grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, so yeah this is a long-term project mm-hmm. and also like for younger generation I think it's more relevant to them like whether the winery is doing good things for the planet mm-hmm. whether the earth will be still very good for our ones in the future mm-hmm. so yeah to have this long-term vision like we go back to the indigenous script mm-hmm. because that's, if you see it from a long distance like if maybe in 100 years okay. that's a very valuable access for like a future generation right right, right. yeah so that's very inspirational
1: oh it's wonderful like you're okay i'm making a choice now is this a good choice for my children and my (laughs) grandchildren and yes the 20s and 30 year olds these days are very we're invested in that because we see it firsthand like climate change and things like that we want to be aware and Make informed choices. And it sounds like two years. So Avigonezzi is also trying to build this inclusive and equitable economy in a way that, like you said, like around the theme of regeneration, which Mm -hmm. is something you've exhibited with the PQ grape as well, Mm -hmm. like very plainly. So is that tying into the B Corp movement? Could you Mm -hmm. explain what that means for people not familiar? Uh,
0: Yeah, for sure. So B Corp, we just got certified B Corp last year uh, in August. Oh, great. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. wonderful. Yeah, it's a recognition like what we're doing in the vineyard. Okay. So we became a benefit company back in 2021. Okay. Uh, To apply for being a B Corp, there's a lot of procedure need to be done before we getting certified. This certification is very good because it gives you a way to benchmark yourself like which part you can improve on, like how do you treat your employee? Do they feel part of the community? Mm -hmm. And how do you give back to the community? So all these elements will give us a direction and where we should go. Uh, So we set goals each year, say, okay, so this year we want to achieve even further on that. For example, for the community, we have this English lessons for, for the children of our employee, but also children in the local community. Yeah, because uh, our owner, like, noticed, like, it's very important for our region, like, for Tuscany to have the people who can speak English, who can explain the beautiful place. Mm. Uh, Then if the children grow up, they can speak English, then they don't need to leave such a beautiful country and go to the city to work. it's true. Yeah, so it's all about investing the future generation. And so those Uh things are valued. By the B Corp kind of assessment, and yeah, also there are many other things to help us to keep moving forward and improve on ourselves, okay. and keep giving back to the community. Wow, yeah. the next next generation.
1: Yeah, the next, next generation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's mm-hmm. such a mindful approach, and your owner is from what country? Uh, from Belgium. Belgium, okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. so cool, and do the neighbors, were they Thinking negatively, when Mm -hmm. did she purchase the winery, or was it a welcome choice? Uh, I
0: think the beginning, for sure, because she is from a shipping background.
1: Okay. Uh, So it's it's quite
0: different background. So the beginning, I I believe people have doubts, but then she proved herself over the years. Like she was pioneering, for example, 100% something we said for the Nobile, then the rest of the neighbor follows. So, yeah, then she set a good example for the people actually in the community. Wow. Uh, like I told you yesterday, like in our winery, we have people from 20 nationalities working yes. there in the countryside of Tuscany. Yeah. It's definitely is something really amazing. And I'm very proud to be part of the team. Uh, so, I think she bring in the global vision uh, to the company and also to the local community. When they mm-hmm. see a good example, like people from different nationalities can contribute very well together to a bigger project mm-hmm. and for, even prepare for the future generations, and they feel inspired and they consider, mm-hmm. yeah, she is actually investing in this property and it's going to be very healthy, like kind of environment for the future generations. Oh, yeah. thank you for
1: sharing that. It mm-hmm. sounds like a, a way of leadership, like mm-hmm. to have. A way of leadership of diversity and inclusion and sustainability, like long-term, timeless planning, and Mm -hmm. then to honor the land where she is and the ancient grapes that come there, and to do it in such a way where the community who was there before she showed up is now following her lead. That's such an amazing literally regeneration of that space. Sounds as like a success so far. I can't wait to see what more is coming. Come visit our winery and Thank witness you. everything firsthand. It yeah. will be a treat. Thank you, Xiao. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Well, this is beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the connection between yourself, between Abenezi, between the world, before we wrap?
0: In the end, I would like to invite people to taste, uh, which haven't been released yet. It will be released by the end of November. Our 2013 late vintage release, Winno Nobile de Montefiore Channel, is so one to honor our core value as a good ancestor and to show the ageability of Nobile. So definitely a one. I will invite everyone to share. And this year, only have 700 bottles, so only the lucky one can, <laughs> can taste.
1: So share it quickly. <laughs> yeah, share it quickly. <laughs> Thank you. That is such a treat learning from you today. I feel inspired and excited. So mm-hmm. I think that's hopefully the goal. So chin-chin and more vino nobile for us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Tante grazie for joining me today. Remember to catch our episodes weekly on the Italian Wine Podcast, available everywhere you get your pods. Salute!